I'm Elia Habur for the Beirut Banyan. This is my first episode back after the holiday break. I trust many of you have had good times with your family and friends. I personally welcome back expat friends and enjoyed sharing Beirut news with them live. Unfortunately, I also came across many acquaintances who do not feel concerned with the financial and economical turmoil we're in. Our conversations were limited to their latest travel destination and what colors were hot this season. It's with this heavy heart that I went to a protest in front of the parliament on January 2nd. People huddled as their numbers grew bit by bit and some cars were even honking. Then I saw the reason for that honk. A woman was holding a Lebanese flag. It's so big it could actually cover the both of us put together and she was waving it at oncoming traffic, asking them to honk even louder. Here's our conversation. Uh, okay, let's kick things off officially now. If you don't mind, please starting with your name, age and profession. Okay, my name is Mirna, uh, Mirna Jacquin, Mirna Boulos Jacquin. I'm 54 and I'm a professional trainer in France. Um, you know, we are now in front of the parliament. I was sitting, waiting to see how the protest will um, evolve. And I see you taking a flag, a Lebanese flag, waving it at the incoming cars and asking them to honk. Why would you think about doing that while everyone else is just chanting? My sister told me that there's something today and I really wanted to be a part of this uh, thorough revolution. I came a month ago and I took part uh, of the revolution as well. And when I came today and I saw so few, uh, a few, very few persons and all those people coming with their cars like nothing happened uh, since uh, the 17th of October. And then I said to myself, even if they cannot go down, maybe they can express themselves while horning because the Thawra is for everyone. It's not for you because you love this guy or that woman. It's for Lebanon. So I waved because I am, you know, when you live abroad and you see what's happening with your country, uh, the only thing you want to do when you come back is to take part of it and to tell all those people, all your country, because I was born in Lebanon. I left when I was 25. It's my country. I, I just live a little while away from my, uh, my parents, but this is my country and I come very often and I want it to be a, a good country because people deserve it. But all people deserve it, even though uh, some people, maybe they are still uh, blind because they think that this is not their revolution. It's not a person's revolution, it's the country's revolution. And yes, I came with my flag, a very, very big, beautiful flag. I brought it with me from uh, from Mulhouse, Kingersheim, where I live, and it's always with me. And I still have also around my neck a flag uh, with uh, Gibran uh, Twaini when he said that uh, we all uh, we all promise that it's only Lebanon that we have to, to fight for. And yes, I want all the people who are traveling, uh, who are riding their cars to to be a part of it because it's maybe the only opportunity that is left to Lebanon to rise again like a phoenix, the phoenix of the, the, the wrist that is uh, in the Sehde Shuhada, in the Martyr Square. And uh, I, I didn't want to, to miss any opportunity to stand with my people to tell them we love you and we stand for you and we stand for Lebanon because it's worth standing for Lebanon. Let me ask you, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up the fact that you have this scarf around your neck right now. We've both witnessed both moments in Lebanon, the 2005 yeah. moment and this moment. How do you think this one is different? I think this one is different because it's in whole Lebanon. Uh, it's different because I think now the people uh, have awakened and they, they start to, 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 say, to say to themselves, 
I'm not Christian, I'm not, I'm not Muslims, I'm not Shia, I'm not Sunni. We are just one people and I think that people now are hungry. We have hunger in Lebanon. What's sad is that life still goes on for some people, but I think that hunger is not because it's today for one people. It can be today for you and me and for those people because now with all the banks that are stealing our money and holding our money, uh, it can happen to anyone and I think solidarity today is a new word, it, it has a new meaning for the Lebanese people but they don't have to let this chance go because I, I think it's maybe the last chance we have and they, especially the, the, the young people we, we saw that this uh, this revolution, this Thawra, maybe it's not called a revolution, maybe it's only a, a movement, a, a protest movement but it's really, it's held by young people who want a better future for them Maybe they don't want to leave Lebanon, but I left Lebanon because I got married. I didn't, I didn't go because I had to. But all those young people, men and women, they have to go away and, tra and travel to, to get some money, to get some food, and they leave their parents. And God knows how family is important in Lebanon, and we all want to, to, go, to come back. I, I had the chance to come back maybe four or five times a, a year because I had the opportunity to do it. But I, I just think of my brother, my sister, their children are abroad. Uh, they get to see them maybe one, twice a year. And, and this is nonsense. This is nonsense. So it's not a Thawra for, for one, one party or one religion. It's the Thawra for, to, to gain back dignity, to gain back freedom, to gain back equality. Uh, enough, enough of this corruption and this, uh, it's time to, to, to rebuild a new Lebanon, a new Lebanon. So on the topic of building that new Lebanon, as you mentioned, many Lebanese are abroad, whether by choice or because they have to. How do you navigate the talk with Lebanese people who are abroad that are not very, uh, let's say, optimistic about what's going on? Maybe they are, I'm not going to use the word indifferent, maybe they've seen so much that they lost hope. It's, we call that learned helplessness, like we learned that we just can't. Mm -hmm. How do you navigate those conversations with those abroad that do not see any hope in what's going on right now? I think they have to be part of it. I live in France and uh, we didn't hear anything about what's happening in Lebanon for the few first days. Really nothing. When the first guy dies, they talked about it because it's only violence that makes the media. And I, ha I had to, to explain all, to all my, my, my French friends what's happening. I, I saw them the picture, I, 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 yes, and, and I think that people who didn't come, and yes, they are hopeless, and maybe, you know, when you, when you live abroad and you have your routine, you have your job, you have your children, your home, your house, small garden, etc. I think little by little, Lebanon gets, you know, I think that the people say, what the hell, I have a, I have a good life abroad, why do... I want to be concerned and and I think that sometimes um, you 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 make like you don't want to hear about Lebanon because when you think about Lebanon it hurts and the best way uh, not to hurt to be hurt anyone anymore maybe it's to say I'm not Lebanese anymore I'm French I'm English I'm Canadian but I think that I'm, I'm I, I'm 54, I have two, two kids, they love Lebanon, they are young men, they come to Lebanon, they love it, and it's their country, even though they don't have the Lebanese nationality, because I'm a Lebanese woman, uh, they consider them th themselves Lebanese, uh, and 
I think that when you left Lebanon and you have a good life and you have dignity wherever you are, when you have um, scholarship, when you have retirement, etc., I think sometimes you hide yourself saying that, well, Lebanese now, I put an X on Lebanon and I go on with my life because it hurts to think that maybe there's no hope anymore. But there's always a light. There's always a light. And I think that even though we have the same corrupted uh, deputies and, uh, and uh, all the, the, the politicians come back, I think there's something now um, inside every Lebanese that won't uh, vanish anymore. Uh, because I think that the inside we are reborn, inside. And I, th I hope, I hope they will keep that flame, that light uh, very long, very long. Uh. Let me push you on that flame because you've been here for a month and I'm sure you also met people who live here who are hesitant about what's going on. They live here. They see this every day on their news. They are in touch with the banks here. They are in touch with people who don't have jobs. The current unemployment rate is officially 40%. How do you navigate those conversations? The comfort zone, you know that? When you don't dare going on because you know what you have, but you are so afraid of losing, even though you don't have anything, but you don't, you don't dare because you say, okay, maybe I have only a loaf of bread, but I have it. If I go, if I go down, maybe I, I, I will lose this one. So they keep on this zone of comfort and uh, selfishness, individualism, and sometimes they are so blind about their, you know, the, their leaders. I don't know why. This, I, I, this is, I think, the, the big question. Why are we so attached to a person and not to a country and not to... to I mean, I, I, I'd rather be attached to my life rather than the life of someone maybe I never met. I only saw pictures of him. This, I, I, Really, I don't know, because we have close friends who don't want to. And it's a big mystery. And I really, I don't have the solution. Because even though you tell them, it's not for me, it's not for you, it's for Lebanon, it's for the future, they say, no, you are blind, you don't know. But when you see those youngsters here, you say, this is their life. Maybe we, ma we made some mistakes, our parents made some mistakes, but you shouldn't, because you are young, you shouldn't make the same mistakes. And we shouldn't, like the oyster, no, not the... Uh, ostrich, you know the, the yes. We 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 have to we have to to take our head from the sand and see the reality, and refuse what's happening. So realistically, what do you hope to see next? People have been on the street almost two and a half months now. I I, I don't live here, but I I I, uh, I I'm following uh, on Facebook and the social medias, etc. Uh, I know that they came up with some names which the people on the street uh, came with and uh, those are valuable people. I think they, they have to hear what the people are saying because enough of uh, political parties, enough of everything. But do they dare do this when you are so uh, stuck to your money and the uh, wealthness? I mean, they have billions of money. What, what do they want more? Uh, what's acceptable is to hear a bit from the streets, a bit from the street and they let them make a, a small step ahead, a very small step ahead. But until now, nothing. Until now, nothing. Um, a couple of days ago, I was having this discussion with a group of friends, discussing whether people on the street should be considering a compromise. 
many were against, many were with. How do you feel about what has happened so far? Is it worth sitting down to think of a compromise or not yet? I'm afraid that the compromise will be on our politician side because they are so they are so um, mean and uh, uh, you know um, rusé. Uh, they are so uh, that their compromise will not be a real compromise. Th they showed us for 30 years now that they, we cannot trust them. So compromise is very very hard. You know the compromise was uh, let us not close the roads and life still goes on like nothing happened. Compromise was, okay, let's do this, let, not in Lebanon. I mean, they have to go, but it's so hard to, to accept this. And I, th I think compromise in Lebanon is very hard to accept uh, on both sides. And uh, the street will, um, will lose. Um, on the topic of the streets, another contested uh, point we all bring out is the fact that there are no leadership. Do you think this is a positive? or a negative point, given how many days have gone. It's not day one, it's not day 50, we're almost getting on day 80. I'm, I'm stopped counting, I'm sorry for everyone listening right now. But how do you feel about the lack of leadership so far representing the protesters? When you have this kind of uh, movement in the streets, you cannot have one leadership because you have millions of people, we have 10,000, thousands of people. Who will be the leadership? Again, another one who will take all the, the projects for himself. We saw the same in France with the Gilets Jaunes, etc. And they had many leaders and all of them became politicians. And all of, all of them went away. So it's one voice. It's one voice. You cannot have one leadership for a million voices. Uh, the street is here to say uh, things have collapsed. Things are not good enough. And we, we, we are not here to do the job of our politicians. I'm not a president of the Republic, I'm not a minister, I'm not a deputy. But they have to hear their voices and they are not, they are so deaf and blind. And who will be the leadership? You will choose it, I will choose it, who will choose it? In Tripoli, in Saida, in Beirut? It's very hard. So there's one voice, one people, and the other side has to do one step. We did the, the first step by going down the streets but they did nothing until now my last question in a couple of years when people are looking back at this moment in our history what do you think they will remember or what do you hope they will remember they will remember the solidarity they will remember uh, the light they will remember uh, the women the women they, who stood in this uh, movement incredibly uh, Courageously, they are. I think they will remember the women. They will remember the f the, the. They will remember the fact that we saw uh, babies and uh, elder men. They will remember the solidarity uh, at Christmas. They will remember this guy who had again uh, his prothèse. I don't know what to say. Uh, they will remember uh, the flags. Only one flag in all the streets. One flag, the Lebanese flag. One voice that we want a better Lebanon. Uh, and. Hopefully we will forget all our politicians because they would have disappeared in two years. And uh, we will remember the, the beautiful things that the young people, the women and the army who stood with us, even though there were some turmoil. But I, 
hopefully they I, hopefully we will remember this at, as the the biggest victory of Lebanon of 2020 Lebanon 2020 maybe maybe with this new decades maybe Lebanon will be uh, not a new country but the country that we deserve because we are good people thank you so so much i really appreciate your time Elia Haber signing off from Martyr Square for the Beirut Banyan